Urquhart and Hunt, who won RHS Gold Medal Best in Show last year with their Rewilding Garden. And they're going to be talking about sustainability in gardening, rewilding and really wild gardening for wildlife. Hello, hello, one and all, and welcome to episode 29 from Pot and Cloche Garden Podcasts. I'm Joff Elphick, a gardener, freelance writer and garden speaker from Gloucestershire in the UK. This podcast is produced with the help of my wonderful sponsor, Genus Gardenware. Genus are based in the beautiful Cotswold countryside and their range is designed by keen gardeners who understand how the right sort of clothes can make gardening more comfortable and even more enjoyable. As you all know, gardening is about kneeling and bending, stretching and walking, and being outdoors in all weathers and all seasons. The clothes gardeners wear have to work for all activities and in all conditions, and this is what Genus Garden Wear are experts at. Have a look at what they've got to offer by visiting genus.gs. My guests today are Sarah Bidolf and Sarah Rivet Karnak. They run The Generous Gardener, offering a programme of garden lecture days and specialist plant sales from two Cotswold Gardens. We hear how they came to be running The Generous Gardener, their plans for some amazing lectures in 2023, and I mean that, and the plant sales they have organised and attended by many top growers and nurseries. I start by asking Sarah Bidolf about her home, Rodmartin Manor, the beautiful arts and crafts house that she's been in since 2017. The house was um, commissioned in 1909 by my husband's great-grandparents, um, Claude and Margaret Bidolf. And they approached the artist Ernest Barnsley. And he was living locally in Sapperton um, and was part of the Cotswolds Arts and Crafts movement. And this was the style that they obviously wanted to embrace. And so, as I say, it was started in 1909. And... Because of the First World War, um, it was finished in 1929. The house, if I read correctly, is there a portion of the house that's sort of put aside to encourage the, uh, the development of the arts and craft movement itself? Yeah, there is the main room, which is known as the library, which was designed as, I suppose, the equivalent now of a village hall. It was sort of designed for the village um, and they came for sort of sewing and crafts and theatre, you know, they put on plays and things. So it was definitely a house that was part of the community, village and and wider, really. Ernest Barnsley, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, Ernest Barnsley. He was part of this arts and craft movement, yeah. wasn't he, with his brother, I think. Sydney. And, and, and was yeah. there Sydney and Ernest Gimson as well. In fact, I think they're, I think all three may be buried at Sapperton yeah. Churchyard. Well, they started a workshop in Sirencester um, and then the Barnsleys went off on their own and moved to Sapperton. But they were still all interlinked and Jimson actually, you know, we've got pieces of furniture made by Peter Valls, who was part of it, and Jimson and Sydney Barnsley. So this house is set within how many acres? Um, eight acres of garden. Eight yeah. acres, and it's the, it's the sort of garden that people might recognise. I mean, if uh, it's, it's separated into, into rooms, I suppose, mm. um, typical of that period, would you yeah, say? Yeah, the Edwardian sort of arts and crafts movement, really. Um, yeah, series of rooms divided by hedges and dry stone walls, um, all of which are still here today. It's still the original layout. Obviously, in, in, you know, in the, in the individual rooms, the planting's been developed over the years, but the main structure is, is the same. And it's quite well known for a selection of snowdrops. We'll get on to that later. 
why we're here is because you've taken over the running, both of you have taken over the running of The Generous Gardener. You arrange uh, garden lectures and garden sales um, as well at a different site, which we'll get onto with, with, with Sarah Rivet Karnak in a minute. Um, but uh, tell us how it came about, because I know Mel Tanner locally was originally running it, but you've taken over the reins. Yeah, so Mel um, approached us sort of pre-COVID and basically wanted to retire. She had been running it since 2011 from her, as you say, from her garden um, in Ampney Crucis. And obviously we felt that this was something that fitted in with both of our lives and and what we wanted to do. Um, Obviously, you know, we've got the garden here, which is a great venue for the lectures. um, And Sarah's garden is which she's created which obviously we'll get on to but you know she wants to promote it in aid of the trust that raises money for charity so it was just a, a win-win situation really and Mel's template has been utterly amazing so it's given us an easy transition if you like so it's 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 been an easy well hopefully it will be this season <laughs> yes it's your first year um it might be your first year but you know, what a lineup you've got. I mean, uh, have you got the list of your run-up? We yeah. are kicking off with Todd Longstaff Gowan, who is a garden historian and garden designer. So he has is going to be talking about his latest book, which is about English gardening eccentrics. And we did hear him speak at the Garden Museum Literary Festival. And he's a very entertaining chap. And the characters in the book are, are really interesting. And on the same day, after the delicious lunch... We have Richard Myers, who was the People's Choice winner at Chelsea in 2022. So That, that was the perennial garden. I'll just quickly send people back to a previous episode where I spoke to David Wyndham Lewis from Perennial, who was talking about that. But since then, of course, we've had Chelsea. And uh, they, they, as you say, won the People's Choice. They won the People's Choice. And Richard is a very charming London garden designer, but who's done gardens across the country. So he's going to be oh, telling wow. us about his road to Chelsea, I think is the title of the garden. So that's our first day, which is on March March the 23rd. Um, and then we have followed by in April, we've got James Alexander Sinclair. He's marvellous garden designer and great fun. And he's coming on the same day as Pippa Greenwood from the BBC. So the Radio 4 Gardeners Question Time. And I think we've given people the chance to bring their plant pests along. Yeah, Pippa has encouraged it. Um, because actually, to be fair to her, it's difficult if someone describes... I've got a sort of... Well, black spot's an obvious one, but, you know, it's quite hard to describe how your plant is decaying without it being seen in front. So we, she has. So we encourage people to bring, but not too big. We don't want kind yeah, of, you know... we don't want anything that's going to invade the Rod Martin garden <laughs> either. But uh, that, yeah, sh- that should be fun. Yeah. yeah, that should be fun. And... Then we have the 4th of May, which is Urquhart and Hunt, who won RHS Gold Medal Best in Show last year with their rewilding garden. And they're going to be talking about sustainability in gardening and um, rewilding and really gardening for wildlife. And with them is Jimmy Blake, who is a fabulous Irish plantsman. and a real character. If you if you look him up on social media, he's a most entertaining man. So that will be another great day. Sarah, who have we got after that? Then we've got Jenny Barnes, also known on Instagram as Niff, um, who is an incredible head gardener who has had an illustrious career um, in gardens such as Astle Manor, 
Cottesbrook up in Northamptonshire and now she is at Dalesford. But in between all those um, appointments she has been developing her rose pruning skills and a lot of people might know her from all her rose sculptures. Um, she has literally revolutionised the art of rose pruning um, and it's basically rose topiary I would describe it as. Um, and so she'll be explaining how, how she does that and obviously about her career. Um, and then we have um, Ginny Blom, who needs no introduction, really, um, a highly successful garden designer who is responsible for incredible gardens and the obviously Temple Guiting Manor locally, which a lot of people will be aware of and whose images is so familiar. So she will be talking about her career and her sort of tricks of the trade, if you like. And then the final one, we've got a bit of a break because obviously high summer um, is not sort of time, you know, people are away. So then we move to the 5th of October where we've got Clive Nichols, who is an incredible garden photographer um, and has been for the last 30 years um, and photographed a lot of private gardens, including Prince Charles's um, in Scotland, Burke Hall. Um, and he will be just taking us through all his images and how they've inspired him and how they'll inspire us um, and all the gardens that he particularly loves. So... That and then really, in the yeah. afternoon that day, we have uh, the marvellous Georgie Newbury, who is, she might be better known, I think she has a YouTube channel. Mm. She's Common Farm Flowers, and she's a grower, cut flower grower, and a real enthusiast. So I think that'll be a different sort of day, because you've got garden photography, and then you've got cut flower growing and floristry. Mm. So just something a little bit different, and we thought quite a fun way to finish off our first mm. year. Yeah, some amazing names there. Now, so I've bought my ticket... I've arrived, what can I expect on the day? Gosh, well you can expect to be very well looked after. Um, I mean obviously we've got the first talk, you'll arrive and you'll have um, coffee and depending on you know how quick you are at walking you might be able to see a bit of the garden before the lecture but most people just sort of hang around have a bit of coffee and things and then the first lecture starts at 10.30 and, um, and then it's lunch after that. Obviously there's always a Q&A after each lecture um, and then lunch where you will definitely get more time to wander around the garden if you, if you want depending on the weather um, and then the, the other lecture in the afternoon um, followed by tea and cake. And it's all held in the house at yeah. Rob Martin Manor. So, you know, that's quite special to have the opportunity to be in the house having lunch. And we have limited numbers um, of 60. So it's quite a, you know, it's quite an intimate, really special day, actually, if you're interested in gardens at all. It's a really lovely day with the speakers, you know, and if it, the weather's nice, you know, we might even do a chance, you know, give you a chance to take your lunch outside or whatever we're 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 waiting to see how it how it develops but it's going to be quite a fun day really interesting you'll learn something new in but a beautiful I, place i think the difference between maybe us and then sort of larger lectures at um geographic society or something like that is that because we're limited to small numbers you can actually have a good conversation afterwards with with the lecturer themselves and, and ask your own personal questions um, and they're, they're not up on a stage and they're whisked away yeah, afterwards. Precisely, and actually we encourage each to stay for each other's lecture, so they are here for the whole day. Um, and actually I think they like it too, because actually they you know, learn, you know, learn from each other as well, it's not just us. Um, so and also, you know, you can sit next to one of them at lunch if you, you know, get there quick enough and put, your, elbows. Yeah, <laughs> put your handbag down. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think that's the difference, is it's all very um, sort of, you know, intimate and relaxed actually. Mm -hmm. Sarah, Sarah Rivet-Karnak, um, 
the specialist plant days. So I moved to Charlton Farm with my husband in 2010, very late, and it was a it was a field. It was a new house in a field, and I've always been a mad keen gardener right from the age of three. I had a little trough um, growing up in Scotland, which I grew alpines in. And my poor husband didn't realise what he'd unleashed when we had suddenly seven acres of bare ground for me to start planting. So I have, over the intervening years, made a garden. I'm completely untrained, but made a garden from scratch, which is now 11 years old and hopefully starting to turn into something. Lots of different areas and um, different kinds of planting because I'm a bit of a obsessive, a bit of a plantaholic. And also I'm very focused on wildlife and organic gardening. So when Sarah Bidolf said, did I want to join her in this venture, uh, I'd been to quite a lot of Mel's days and they were great fun and I loved learning a lot from them. So we thought, well, let, yeah, let's definitely do this together. And I could use the garden at Charlton Farm to promote um, what I call green therapy or horticultural therapy because I'm very aware how good gardening is for your mental health. I loved it anyway, but I just know that gardening is good for you. And uh, yeah, it's been a, a fantastic thing to do to put together this garden over the years. And so part of Mel's business, apart from the lecture days, was to have specialist plant sales. So lovely nurseries who are you know, little independent growers growing interesting things and to give them an opportunity to sell and to get anyone who wants to come to come and look, look at the garden, buy the plants. We're having also some other other stalls like, you know, big terracotta pots and garden equipment. It's going to be um, in aid of the Simon River Karnak Trust for Mental Health, which is my late husband who sadly took his life in 2019. And that the entrance fee will go towards that. We're sponsored by Knight Frank and Sarancester, which is very kind of them. And so hopefully it'll be a, a fantastic day where people get to walk around the garden. You'll be welcomed with a brownie and a cup of coffee. Mel's brownies were rather famous, so we've got a lot to live up to. But everybody is welcome. And I've had a quick look uh, at the list of uh, nurseries you've got attending. Could you, could you mention a few of them? Yes, we'll... Fantastically, we've got some really nice nurseries. Rosie Hardy of Hardy's Cottage Garden Plants. Yeah, I, I, I know both of them. Uh, Rosie and Rob, yeah. Um, I've spoken to them on several occasions at various shows for this podcast. Um, famous for their anemone uh, frilly knickers. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, I don't think I've got frilly knickers. Maybe I'll have to buy one before. <laughs> yes, you, you put it in your garden. You have the vicar around for tea on a Sunday. And you say, vicar, you must come and see my frilly knickers. <laughs> right, OK. Well, that could lead to all sorts of trouble. Um, so anyway, we've got Rosie and her frilly knickers. We've got Tom's Yard, who's the um, wonderful Cretan pot seller, who's a fantastic young man, Thomas Pearson. Our first sale on the 10th of March, we have... Riverside bulbs who are coming from Suffolk who have lots of bulbs, dahlias, tulips, you know, really lovely selection of plants, lilies. Tortworth plants from in Gloucestershire. Um, we also, funnily enough, have Harry's Honey, who are a local company who are coming to teach people about beekeeping and selling their honey. honey. So that's um, something different. Chris Cook, 
The Gobbit, which is Gordon and Chris Link. Um, who else we got, Sarah? We also have uh, Malcolm Allenson, who is a um, great chap. Very Cheltenham? Yes, yes, Cheltenham. Very knowledgeable. Fantastic selection of plants. And uh, who else on that date? We've got kitchen garden plants oh, yes, who are yes. coming from uh, just Newport over in Cardiff. They're coming, bringing herbs. And then I will also be selling my... Uh, press flower cards which will be for the charity so it's a sort of mix of um, charity and you know people having a a great time and promoting the nurseries so it ties in well with the rest of the business yes Um, when when do these start so I know it's it's not 12 months of the year so when's the first one first one is 10th of March the day is going to be 10 till 2 because Yes, I think it's a long day for the nurseries and by two o'clock everyone wants to head off. The second is 19th May, um, so that'll be just before Chelsea, uh, which hopefully will, everyone will be feeling fired up. And the third is on the 8th of September. So quite different sort of plants available at each. We've got Mulvan salvias coming in the autumn and they have a fantastic collection of salvias. Jerry Watkins from Special Plants is coming in the summer. So we've got a good selection over the year. Sarah Bidolf, let's get back to the garden here at, at, at Rod Martin, um, because this is quite timely. We're in halfway through January, or just beyond halfway through January at the moment, and you've got some open days coming up for your collection of snowdrops here, haven't you? Yeah, we have actually, um, in February. So on Wednesdays and Saturdays, so the main Wednesdays, 1st, 8th and 15th, and then the Saturdays are the 4th, 11th and 18th from 1.30 um, till dark, which isn't that long, actually. But anyway, um, and um, yeah, so it's, it's, we've, opened, we've done this for, for years, actually. It's always been very popular. Um, the main bulk you'll find, the main collection is um, in where we call the outer kitchen garden. And they are all labelled up and they're the pure um, breeds that haven't sort of intermingled with each other. And then the rest of the garden has has snowdrops, but but they're you know they're they're more decorative than than actual sort of prime examples of of each variety. Um, so yeah, no, do do come along and and you know have a look. There are lots of galanthophiles out there, so I'm sure they'll be chomping at the bit. To come uh, I, I think you're lucky enough in ha- enough in having one or two snowdrops. Are they named after Rod Martin or members of the family? Yeah, we've got um, Rob Martin Regulus, um, there's a Claude Bidulf, there's a um, Margaret Bidulf. And about 150 varieties in total? Yeah, approximately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we still want to keep adding. Are there any other opportunities to come to the garden later on in the year? Um, well, we open for the main season from Easter Monday onwards, um, which I believe this year I did, is the 30th, uh, t- sorry, 10th of April. And then we go through till the 30th of September and we're open on Wednesday afternoons, two till five and Saturday afternoons, two till five. And you can do both the house and the garden then. Sarah and Sarah, I wish you absolute best of luck with this, uh, with this whole thing. It's absolutely amazing. You know, you've got a brilliant lineup for your first year. Really stunning. Um, I'm sure you've already sold tickets and I'm sure you're gonna, it's going to be a sellout. 
Well, let's, tickets let's... are online on the website <laughs> yes. at thegenerousgardener.co.uk and all the lectures and all the plant sales are there and you can press book now and it'll take you through <laughs> to the booking system. I'm glad you've mentioned that because also people can see you on Instagram, can't they? Yeah, they yeah. can. Yeah, under The Generous Gardener, funnily enough. Yeah. Um, and um, that's we're growing in followers quite rapidly on there. So, yeah. This really is very exciting. Some amazing speakers lined up for the year and some fantastic opportunities to get hold of some beautiful plants from some of the country's top growers. As mentioned, you can find out more and book yourself onto one of the lectures by visiting thegenerousgardener.co.uk. Don't forget those dates for the Snowdrop Open Days. And if you want to find out more about the passion people have towards the humble little snowdrop, go to my website where I write a little bit about the phenomenon of galanthomania and also have my Snowdrop Price Index where I list over 70 snowdrops that sell in excess of £100 for a single bowl. I can be found at joffelfic.co.uk as well as on Instagram. Don't forget I travel most weeks to garden clubs to give my intriguingly named talk crayfish on the lawn. And please, if you haven't yet had a look, pop over to genus.gs to see how you can transform your gardening experience by wearing clothes specifically designed by gardeners for gardeners. Thank you for listening. In the meantime, may your secateurs be well honed, your gardening year enriched by visits to beautiful gardens and your borders just a little bit fuller after a visit to a specialist plant sale. I'll see you next time.